Good evening and welcome to a late night dilly dilly on Labor Day. And yes, we're working today on Labor Day. <clears throat> Hopefully many of you are not. We will be joined shortly by Graham Hall, the Minister of Information, to talk about what he knows, and it's always a lot, and the Iron Duke's been working hard all weekend, writing some good stuff, will be on the program tonight. We'll go over a few of the highlights and lowlights in the SEC, and we'll take your comments on the program. Buddy Martin Show next, right here on this channel. Stay tuned. It's coming your way. Yes, it's time again for Buddy Martin. Call him up and tell him what you're thinking. But be kind because he's doing the best he can. Better. Stronger. Faster. Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. Hey, what if the voice calls while you're gone? Take a message. <laughs> I'm ready for this my whole life. I'm incapable of small talk. <laughs> but that's why you love me, right? Kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. Good evening and welcome to another late night Dilly Dilly on a Monday night Labor Day. <clears throat> Lots of football this weekend as we continue on with the college football openers. Notre Dame and Louisville going at it. I'm looking over my shoulder. I know for a while there, Notre Dame had the best of it. And then Notre Dame and Louisville caught up, etc. Boy, the games, they all come together, don't they? And now with Hurricane Dorian... Thank you, Lord. Taking a little turn to the right. Pray for those poor folks down in the Bahamas. Terrible. We, we don't know the, how bad it was. Right on their Cat 5, right on top of them, just stayed there. So if you're like me out of my house, we watched nervously at the cone of uncertainty and watched and watched and watched. I finally told my wife, you know, why are we doing this? We're wasting our time staring at this big circle. It's going to go where it's going to go, all looking for that little right wobble so it can go north. And I'm no forecaster, but we did see a little of that tonight. And thank goodness. And it doesn't mean we're free. I remember I was in a hurricane. I've told the story, Charlie, just like this on the other coast, living in Punta Gorda at Charlotte Harbor. And Charlie was coming right up that same alley. Expected just to just to come about 50 miles from us, and took a hard right, came right up Charlotte Harbor, and it was pure hell. And I said, never again will I stay in an area that might get hit by a Cat 3 or higher. So yesterday I called down to Clearwater Beach and made a reservation for two rooms for my family, figuring I'm going to go down there back behind the hurricane if it comes off coast and comes across the northern part of the state. Tomorrow, I'll cancel those rooms. <clears throat> Confident that it's not going to happen, but you never know anymore. These hurricanes are so crazy. So, I'm glad you're all right out there. Hopefully, you are not in harm's way. Jake Allen Lamb, good evening to you, Brent English. 
new moderator. Glad to have you. Beth, Becky Smith Carlisle, good evening. Danielle Smith, dilly dilly to you. Jake says he worked 10 hours today. I beat you. We put out a magazine today and did the show, but that's okay. That's what we do. Hope you hope you get a chance to see it. <clears throat> I'm going to brag on it again. I'm so proud of the team, what we're doing. And while I'm here, I'm going to say, if you're having any issues, we're going to work through those. We're man-to-man going to take on every customer we can and walk you through the technicalities of some things that we don't understand. We've had about 10 people we've helped out in the last two days. We'll continue to do that as we transition with the property from Landmark and their systems to our systems. <clears throat> and I, and I got to tell you, it's not easy sometimes, but we will get you there. In fact, we're going to do a little coaching here on the air a little later on and have an ability for you to be able to understand. You can always PM me if you have a problem, and I'll get somebody to you. Anyway, sorry, I got off on that. Paul Bell, good evening. Kenny Hawthorne, Dilly Dilly, Michael Austin, Don Beverly. Hello, Rob Wentworth. Beat UT Martin. I think it's a pretty good chance that will happen. I just read Cassidy Hill's story for Gator Bait coming up this week. I'm going to give a little trivia question for you. I'll do something nice for you if you can answer it. Don't look it up. What's the longest opening home one streak in America? If you can answer that, I might have something for you. All right? Uh, and don't Google it. Uh, Kyle McGraw-Long down in Cocoa Beach. Yeah, I know you're on Hurricane Watch. It looks like you might miss it, though. Yeah, stay loyal to the kingdom. Thank you, Kyle. Appreciate that as well. <clears throat> yeah, and Lynn's right. Lynn Tyndall lives up there not too far from the Jacksonville area, right north of there, and he's a little bit in harm's way. And, Lynn, we're praying for you, my friend. Be safe up there now. <clears throat> Don't take any chances. Day of Fortune, good evening. Chase Tool. Yeah. Oh, you are going, you're going to be in the swamp. Well, here's one for you. Chase is going to be in the swamp. It's his first experience. We had a nice article in this week's magazine by Randy Briggs on his first experience. We'll share some of those stories with you. Post them. Thank you for the compliment of my dancing, Brent. <clears throat> As Alex always says, like and share. Um, Robert Dotson likes Brendan Martin's opening graphics, all done by Brendan. He hadn't had a chance to update them lately, but he did a great job on them, didn't he? Makes me look halfway good. <clears throat> Not quite, but sort of. Uh, yeah, uh, let's see. Ontario Richard, good evening to you. Keith Willard. Uh, Paul Bell again. Keith Willard again. Chase Tool again. You guys are busy. Glad to have you. Glad to have you. As uh, We're holding up okay. Here's the answer. You, maybe you all can check in and give us a safe signal. Joe Fulford said, how's it going down there? Prayers for everybody, he says. Thank you, Joe. Very kind. I hope everybody within the sound of my voice is safe and out of harm's way. I know the people in the Bahamas weren't that fortunate. But if you're our regulars here and you've been on the show and you think you've been in jeopardy or will be in jeopardy, we want to hear from you. Just check in and tell us if you're okay. Check on your check on somebody tonight. Call and check on them. Make sure they're all right. That's a good thing to do. Uh, thank you for the prayers, Joe. Um, CJ Severs says, stay loyal. Matt Leib says, hello. 
Um, yeah, thank you very much, CJ, for the prayers for the people in the storm. It's it's something else. That the thing now. The good news is it has slowed down intensity, and it's breaking up a little on the eastern side, western side, and it's down to one forty-five. Now I'm not, this is not in the last hour. I hope it's still right, and uh, it has taken a turn to the north, and apparently will not make a direct landfall. But there are some coastal areas in trouble. Uh, Terrence Simmons, Labor Day, happy Labor Day to you, my friend. Um, Joe, you're close, but no cigar. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Robert, good evening. AJ, good evening. Uh, Errol, good evening. Thank you. Praying for Jamaica and Florida, he says. There you go. Yeah, playing for Jamaica and, and Florida. Uh, okay. Uh, thank you, Matt DeBose. What's new? We're going to talk about it here with the Ministry of Information in just a minute. And uh, we'll let you folks stand by for a minute. Check in. Tell us you're okay. Well, I welcome in our sponsor, Dan Hightower, followed by the Minister of Information. Job-related accidents create incredible stress on your finances, your relationships, and most importantly, your sense of well-being. When the adjuster is not approving benefits you're entitled to by law, you need Dan Hightower to help you understand all of your legal options. Daniel L. Hightower has been fighting for accident victim justice in Ocala and statewide since 1976. Call Daniel L. Hightower today to better understand all your legal options. 352-629-7777. Now as you speak, ah, I see him on the screen. Graham, I trust you're just okay and everything's good and you're safe, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we'll, we'll see here uh, Wednesday what it does. I think that, you know, the biggest thing is the unpredictability and, and it's mm -hmm. best to always prepare and and, and be safe rather than uh, assume that it's going to stay out there or head up towards the Carolinas or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing all right. I hope everyone else is doing all right. And good to be here, buddy. And uh, I, I think that's the biggest thing is, is I think that this is a distraction. It's a potential for distraction. And, you know, you, the opponent is just UT Martin, obviously. No disrespect to them. But certainly, uh, you know, you think back to people in all the areas who, whose family may live in, in the zone where the hurricane may hit and, mm -hmm. and may not be able to prepare as well as some of us do. You know, not everyone has the luxury to get a generator or be in a well, mm -hmm. uh, you know, confined area or right. a place to go or can evacuate. So certainly uh, a week where... <clears throat> People's minds are often at a place bigger than football, as, as they should be. So, well, we, be here, though, <clears> good to see you're up. Glad you're here and you're safe. Yeah. And by the way, <clears throat> like the rest of us, you probably had to stare down with this Conan's uncertainty, which is something we all do. And over the period of days, your emotions run up and down. And you see that hurricane on the coast here, and, and it, you kind of get queasy after about 48 hours of that, thinking, is this thing going to hit here or what? So we're glad to know that uh, so far it appears not to be doing that. Being a hurricane veteran of this state and gone through a bunch of them, including Charlie, yeah. which I don't want to do again. Uh, you know, there's nothing. it's always good to have a contingency plan, even if you have to cancel it. Like we have rooms. I booked rooms down in Clearwater Beach because I can go down behind the big storm, down the Veterans Highway in the back roads to Clearwater, I don't ever want to get on 75. I've been that route. If I lived in Punta Gorda, try getting yep. upstate when there's a hurricane. You can't get there from here. You're frozen. You're locked on. So, anyway, glad you're okay, Graham. Uh, 
Uh, let's for a minute put aside the hurricane. Uh, and uh, Keith Wilder just says, Graham always seems to be peeking around the corner. <laughs> I'm just uh, the way that this is angled, though. It's just, it's, he's, he's playing the angles is what he's doing. Yeah. How's that? Is that any better? I don't know. I'm not the one complaining. I'm just passing right, along. You're um, – uh, yeah, they agree with you about the, the distractions. Uh, and glad to see people checking. All right, let's talk load ball. We've got a game going on right yeah. now. Notre Dame, I don't know the score now. Notre Dame was up 14-7, and Louisville was threatening. But I'm not sure what the score is on that game. I'm not Ooh. terribly interested in it. Are you watching it? No, I'm not. But I, I know that that's a – you know, Louisville was a team that a lot of people thought would win more than four games this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's kind of surprising. Good to see them doing well. You know, I think that, um, you know, you look at John Greener, and I know, I know that he has no regrets about leaving that program, but that was considered to be kind of a dumpster fire. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to have to see here in a few weeks when Louisville ends up playing Florida State, really how good I think they are. And if they end mm-hmm. up beating Florida State, I think that those calls for Willie Taggart uh, may get a little bit louder. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm going to read something I wrote down just for you. All right. You know Coach Quote. Okay. Here's some of the usual Coach Quotes. Got to clean up some stuff. Teams get better from game one to game two. And now this from Willie Taggart. Quote, I think we're going to look at the game and look at what we did well and look at what we did bad and get rid of the bad things first. Whoa, there's some coaching acumen for you right there, huh? Yeah, that is Coach Speak. And I think that Florida fans, I say this all the time, uh, there are a lot of things that Florida fans became familiar with um, that are part of the quote-unquote fall from, you know, the two championships in three years that they've experienced. And I think under Will Muschamp and Jim McElwain, those guys were very prone to coach speak and not really having real answers uh, to questions. And, and to the sol- they don't have the real solutions to the problems in front of them. And, and a lot of that times is an, a, a sign that a coach may be a little bit in over their head um, the, the news tonight from Willie Taggart uh, was about the team's hydration issues. You know, I was watching that game, and even when they were up 31-13, you know, everyone always loves to say, oh, I, you know, I knew that they were going to lose, but I'm not going to go so far and say that. But I was saying, if you watch that first quarter, they were having to sub so many guys, and, and I'm saying that Florida did it as well, but I think for different reasons. Mm. Um, you know, Florida State was subbing so many guys. They were getting 25, 30 guys in there by the first half, um, guys were looking and gassed by halftime. They felt like they had probably won the game being up 31-13 that they could coast uh, in the second half. There's a reason Cam Akers wasn't running the ball. Um, there's a reason that they kind of went away from what got them that 18-point lead going into halftime there. Um, they clearly have some fitness and hydration issues. That's why I said a problem I think Florida fans can relate to with all the cramping yeah. and, and the strength and conditioning problems. Yeah. Good um, point. Willie Good Tiger point. is, is mm-hmm. kind of in over his head. Everything, even from the the no experienced defensive coach uh, in the in the box, um, yeah, that that's peculiar. That's 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 never usually. I think someone else pointed this out earlier. That's never really a long term thing. That's usually when a, a staff is in flux or there's some turnover going on. Never do you ever see a, a lack of a defensive coach. That that shows a program that doesn't understand the necessity of of adjustments maybe that's some arrogance maybe that's uh, you know a thought that they can adjust from seeing things on the sideline you know that's kind of you know not checking all your bases let's say that at at, at best 
Um, so again, I, I continue to be surprised by Willie Taggart's program at Florida State. I, everyone kind of thought he would recruit well, but everything from a management standpoint to a, a game day, uh, you know, I mean, they're five and eight under Willie Taggart so far. So certainly um, something to watch up there, and, and we'll see how much longer um, he lasts or if he th- gets things figured out, which um, is certainly a possibility. You know, well, they're, they're stuck with him. They're financially kidding about it, so they're, they're yeah. broke. So, uh, But anyway, so here's the thing from the standpoint. Florida fans got a lot of joy out of all the jokes about Tennessee and how uh, how the how the, the hound Tennessee hound Smokey was in the transfer portal and all that sort of stuff. That's fun, but the, the, but the residual is that look at the teams on Florida's schedule that lost, and that doesn't help the Gators. So they get into a tight race for a chance to make you know something. So uh, I mean, you, you you get South Carolina, you know, you get Florida State. Uh, you, of course, you knew that Vandy would lose, uh, and then uh, Missouri, which was a shock. Now Wyoming plays pretty good football out there. I know they're. I've been to that. I've covered those teams, but they got no business losing to Wyoming. So there's some people talking. Now we all know the whole story. The context is, hey, a four point win over Miami doesn't look so bad after all, right? Yeah, you know, I I kind of tried not to join in uh, of it last night, um, but there were a lot of people. I think that and and Florida fans were saying it. There were a lot of people that overreacted and said. Uh, you know, spat on the Gators when they didn't have an amazing, you know, airtight, perfect performance against Miami. People were saying that that was an indictment of the program overall and how far they would go and how good the, the team would end up being. And and I think that a lot of Florida fans, uh, you know, I think the rational response to that is always just to say, let's just wait and see how things play out here. And you know, you look at Missouri, uh, who someone pointed out, and that, this is still so amazing to me, that Missouri to Wyoming is only 800 miles, and, and Missouri to Gainesville is more than 1,000 miles. So certainly, uh, you know, not even the toughest distance traveled that that team would be used to. Um, there were just a lot of teams, I think, that had to shake off some rust. Uh, I, I think that Florida State hopes that they um, adjust and aren't giving up what? 23 points or whatever it was yeah. uh, in the second half, unanswered points. Um, you know, you look even uh, at Oklahoma, um, they looked great on offense, but you look at that defense, uh, you know, a lot of teams out there that you thought would have great debuts, uh, giving up 31 points to Houston. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know really who the best team is in college football. I still think, obviously, there's a clear-cut uh, top two with Clemson in Alabama, then obviously Georgia, you know, Georgia, I thought would be a little bit better. Um, uh, even Saturday night, I mean, 30 points against Vanderbilt, obviously their defense looked really good. Um, but I still think there are some questions to answer at wide receiver. And another, um, another one got hurt today. I heard. Yeah, that that's, that's going to be an issue um, all season long. If you don't really have any experienced wide receivers to begin with, you have to hope that all the guys with potential stay, you know, <laughs> healthy and and that rarely happens in college football so so rare that it's even kind of you know I scoff talking about it because you never get through a season um you know with everybody intact that's just unfortunately the fact of the matter um with the sport um and and Florida I know is hoping that they don't get bit by it like they have in years past and I that's just all I can think about when I look at Florida State and look at their management issues their 
play calling, their, again, hydration issues, strength and conditioning, that is, um, yeah, it's very important to make the right hire in college football. Let's say that. Yeah, you can evaluate quarterbacks and go through and, you know, and check them off. We can talk about Jacob Eason, who played well, and uh, Jake Fromm played pretty good, I thought. Um, and yep. you can go down the line, you know, we know what happened in South Carolina. That's terrible. Uh, yeah, Bentley's going to be out for six he's weeks. Good. I mean, that's yeah. Jake Bentley is, is one of the best and most underrated mm. South Carolina quarterbacks. I wrote something back on him in July when he was at SC Media Days. I don't think people realize that he's going to break. He, he would have broken. Um, we'll have to see now. Um, he would have broken probably five or six all-time South Carolina passing records. And we talked to him about that and what it would have been like having his name up yeah. there. I mean, he's number two and number three in most regards. I think he was about 400 or 500 passing yards away. I think he'll still end up breaking that one if he does return in the last few games of the season. But, yeah, that's really unfortunate for them. They're going to have to turn to a true freshman. Um, certainly some things in the SEC East, like you were saying, buddy, that make it really look like a two-team race this year between mm-hmm. Florida uh, and Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, between South Carolina, losing to North Carolina, Tennessee, Tennessee this, Georgia yeah. State, you know, mm-hmm. Missouri, um, you know, that you, you really have boom, to... Boom, 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 right there, man. Feel right like, there. like every year, I mean, that game is going to decide the mm-hmm. SEC East. I mean, um, I, I didn't think we would be saying it after week one. This early, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of apparent right now. That's, that's really one of the... Um, I guess one of the best parts about college football is how one game really can decide the season. Mm-hmm. It's not like the NFL where you can go 11 and five and get in the playoffs and still win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, you know, we've seen seven and nine teams there in the recent years, but you lose one game, even in August. I mean, you have to win every single game and hope that the committee has forgotten about your, whatever it was, three turnover performance, whatever team you are there. Uh, it's going to be very tough for some of these teams to, to get back in the conversation, even the, in the SEC East, um, I, yeah, I don't know. We're going to have to see moving forward. But um, if I'm Florida, though, I'm hoping that if I'm Dan Mullen, my, my team wasn't too focused on Florida State, uh, Missouri, all these other SEC East teams, um, because I know that UT Martin is UT Martin, but you look at Tennessee. I mean, that's happened at Florida in years past. I don't foresee uh, that happening. There are 41-point favorites. I don't see any reason they're going to yeah. get down. Um, it could happen, yes. Yeah. Uh, Florida's opening at home. I think anticipation will be, you know, good. I don't think it's a danger, but, you know, again, it's football and things do happen. And when we talked about the Gators this summer, all summer, we talked about what their record would be. We talked about how good they were. you got to remember the other part of that equation. People forget how bad is the opposition. The opposition right now looks pretty bad. And so, except for those games we know about, LSU looked really good. Joe Burr impressed me a lot. Uh, Georgia, I thought, looked good. Not great. But we'll see what they get to. But the other teams on the schedule look a little easier in some regards. Now, they can't afford to take that approach. But basically, is you always think about how good or bad your team is. Remember, the other guys can get bad too, and that helps your team. Uh, so Graham Hall is with us on the program. He writes for the Gainesville Sun, um, and you hear him on other programs uh, here and there. He's kind of an international superstar. We're lucky to get him on tonight. Um, let's talk about, for a second, something that's pretty good news. Florida landed a really good recruit. Yeah. Clinton Burton. You know, I, I think you <clears throat> you look at, uh, you know, Brunson, I think it – or Brunson, excuse me. Um, you know, number 12 – uh, defensive back in the 2021 class at a St. Francis Academy in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you think of recent 
defensive backs out of that area. You think of Torian Gray, who has a lot of experience uh, coaching defensive backs from that area. Tease Tabor um, went to nearby Friendship, Friendship Academy when he was growing up there. So certainly a place that kind of cultivates uh, hard-nosed football, I think, at the preps level. So Florida's getting a hard-nosed defensive back, has a close relationship with Kamar Wilcoxon, who committed back to Florida a few weeks ago. That's a big reason why he got back um, in the class. So Florida right now, the 2021 class just has five commitments, but they're number five in the country right now. If you look around, I think there's only 23 or 24 total programs that even have commitments in the 2021 class. That's why Florida is so highly ranked. They're obviously going to have to do a lot to shore mm-hmm. up that class and make sure that they get a top five, to, to make sure that they get a top five ranking. Mm-hmm. Certainly top 10 is in the cards as well. But if you look how this 2020 class has panned out for Florida, started pretty similar as well. Florida's ranked in the top five. Now they're sitting at number 13 with 18 guys. So you have to make sure that you stay on that, you know, four star blue chip rate. Uh, or you will fall out. This is a big get for Florida, though, and and at a position that everyone is looking for them to shore up in that 2021 class, Mm -hmm. especially when you consider that C.J. Henderson, Marco Wilson, uh, a lot of those guys, Trey Dean, and then all the freshmen right now, uh, their futures uh, may end at Florida sooner than later, depending on how talented they are and if their pro futures are as promising as many expect them to be. So a big get for Florida um, as they look to get a top five 2021 class, buddy. Yeah, and by the way, we wrap this up with two more questions, but one of them is is uh, is that things are kind of falling in place for Mullen. Um he he needed these open dates, he's got them. Um he's you know, he he's the kind of coach that makes those you give him time, he can play up against anybody with a game plan. You know he's gonna take a bit of a he has a bit of a breather this weekend, even though I know he wants to win impressively. And he goes and goes to Isco play Kentucky. And we looked at the schedule a bunch of times. If it holds true, they ought to be five and zero, six and zero. At this point, to get the higher the schedule, and then they got those four games in a row. But they're going to play better. I mean, when you look and assess now where we are, as we talked about in Miami, you don't get defensive teams making ten sacks. I mean, that just doesn't happen. I mean, and granted, they had some holes in the offensive line. But it wasn't all that because a lot of those blitzes came from the secondary, and that's the back's responsibility. So I will say that it's kind of playing into the hands of Mullen because instead of walking and beating Miami by 30 and walking away with being cocky, he had to go back to work and get things done. And so I think it's working out good for Mullen and this team so far. There are some things, quote-unquote, to use the clays to clean up, Maybe maybe we, we should, maybe maybe Felipe should look at his behavioral actions. He probably won't because he says that's how he plays. But this team has still got a lot to play for on the table, and I still have my expectations for them. Yeah, I, th- I think you should have high expectations. I think they can improve a lot, especially from the run game. Um, you know, only fifty-two yards against Miami. I think that'll improve. Um, <clears throat> the offensive line will certainly improve. Game action goes a long way. Um, in that as well. I think Felipe Franks, you look at his performance, he can improve on some things. I think it was better than a lot of people thought um, at the time. Um, but but I think that, uh, like certainly, you know, you look at how everything is aligned, certainly on, certainly on the recruiting front, with FSU and Miami being down, other SEC programs not really, you know, poaching recruits from Florida except for Alabama and Clemson, uh, which Florida can still manage to get some, some guys uh, before signing day, if, if that does happen, um, 
certainly if you're Florida and you're Dan Mullen, you know, things are in your favor right now and you are at a, a place to, to make a leap and, and, and move up in the ranks. And, and we'll see if that happens. I think there are certainly a lot that has to go right for that to happen. But Florida, I think, had a much better debut. And, and if you're a Florida fan, um, you have to be feeling much better about Florida's win than you may have been feeling right after it. I think so. All right, Graham Hall, it's Tennessee Martin, or UT, UT, whatever you want to call it. Um, uh, I think it's going to be – it's an opening game. Everybody's put a column for the for uh, Gator Bay. And I've been through a lot of a lot of openers in my life, a bunch of them. It's kind of a ritual for me. I love getting in the car and driving up the old way, down 301 to 441 to McIntosh, McAnope, et cetera, and then the back way to Gail Limeron over – uh, and opening day, no matter who you're playing, is special. I always love that drive. It just sort of gets me, gets my juices flowing when it's a game at the other end. So I'm looking forward to that. But as far as home openers go, Florida's had a bunch of them. They've got a big streak going. But the greatest of all time will always be 1969. And that pass, Reeves to Alvarez and what it meant. I wrote about that. You have to have the context where the program was. You heard the Dickens line, the best of times, the worst of times, etc. It was a tough time back then. And that one play represented hope, and that win over Houston represented hope. So that, for me, will always be the best opener. What's Ooh. yours? Well, that's, man, that's tough. Wow. Some people will say Oklahoma State Spurs first year in 1990. So that kind yeah, of stuff, but I haven't really. I don't think I've had a memorable opener. I yeah, think. there haven't been that many. <coughs> Excuse me. There really haven't been yeah, that there many. There haven't been too many. I don't oh. think. I mean, I I can remember some memorable, more memorable homecoming games. I think than yeah. home openers. Yeah. Which is sad because I feel like home opener should be an occasion, but more people. It's kind of like homecoming has. It's they kind of swapped right, out in, right, a, right. in a sense. More people expect them to win the home opener, undoubtedly. Yeah, I got some friends checking in and say, there's one little ritual around here. My late sister used to do it, and some people do. And Larry Martin says, me too. Stop at Siler's for boiled peanuts. I was there for the Houston game. Now, Siler's is a well-known place. Charlie Siler's dead now. But the little place right there on 301 where we had the best, the best boiled peanuts ever made. I don't eat boiled peanuts very much, but in football season, I pull off up there, give me a bag, and eat them on the way up. And they are delicious. Siders. It's a little cold. It's not, It's just a stand on the right-hand side north of Ocala. That's one of my sort of my pregame rituals. So That's you, awesome. Do you have any? No, I don't. I mean, I, 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 I tell people all the time when I see students that I wish I had gone to games more. But when I was coming back from games with my dad growing up, mm, yeah. we would usually stop, um, and this is – or, or if it was an early game, we would usually stop at Bob Evans. Bob, you know, Evans. Bob Evans that used oh, yeah. to be behind Burger King, yeah. right off yeah. exit 384. Yeah. Um, we would usually stop out there before they tore it down. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, we did that for about four years, every game, five years, every game, or coming back every time. It was great, but that's not really a big that's not really a big one. But you got to have, I feel like, like you said, some traditions that you know you stick with you and help you 
make some memories, you know, remember the memories. Yeah, we had, I brought some to a tailgate party last year. I don't know about my peeps, if they're having anything up there this year. Nat Blaylock, where are you, the mayor of Newburgh? Are you having anything up there in the way of a tailgate party? I don't know what's going on there. We had our big one in Orlando, but listen, I'll let you go. Thank you for your time. Be well. Thanks, Let's talk the next couple of days if you get a chance. Yeah. Uh, and I wish you all the best and thanks for your time. Yeah, and I'll see you Saturday. You bet. Graham Hall. You take care. All right. Thank you, buddy. All right. The Minister of Information. Always good to get in with him. Um, yeah, we seem like we hit a little button. We hit a hot spot there with the, the button there with the, with the uh, ball of peanuts. David Hunter. Um, UMass Spurrier field goal was named Ben Hill Griffin. Yeah, not a big win. Uh, Spurrier's opening game uh, is actually pretty good. Uh, that was Oklahoma State, and they were not favored. Uh, they, well, they were uh, they were favored, but not by much. And uh, they just blew Oklahoma State off the map in the first game. So there are others. Um, we'll have more conversations about your favorite games, memories, both in the magazine. And I should put that up, by the way, so you folks will know. Uh, you can still subscribe. I think the Crown Prince is working on some things for the some of you guys. Uh, will be kind of special. But, uh, yeah, be sure and log on, and we'll keep you posted on this, to GatorBaitMedia.com. Uh, and you can find out. It's pretty simple. Uh, if you have a problem, you can text one of us or whatever. We'll get you through it. And sign up. You what you do is you you register, so to speak, and you put your name and your email address and password in there. And then the, you get you'll also get a, a little notation that says whatever you want to subscribe. You want to want to you want to get one of the programs. You want to you know you want to get you want to get the annual, which is ninety nine dollars, I believe. The monthly, which is nine ninety five, uh, and you get with that everything at nine ninety nine ninety nine dollars. You get, uh, and Lynn, if you're there, help me out. But you get, uh, you first of all, you get the magazine delivered to you digitally. Um, and you get uh, you get the website, which is new. We're working on this. It's getting better and better all the time. If you're having problems, we'll, we'll take care of you. But the website now is starting to crank up, and people are starting to find it. And you'll see Cassidy and Francis. Well, they write good stuff. I mean, nobody writes better stuff than Cassidy and France. They're great. Every now and then, let me write something. But uh, and so this is a package deal. You already get the show for free here, uh, and then you get the other other stuff, all the goodies that go with it. So uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, check it out. Just just shop around. Go to GatorBaitMedia.com. Look around. You'll see a little box that says, you know, uh, menu, and click on it, and it'll tell you where to go from there. If you have any questions. You can call or write. There's a number on the magazine. I don't have it in front of me. I'll put it up later. Uh, there's also, you can email GatorBaitMedia.com and say, I need some help. And we're doing a better job at that. Blake's working hard at it. Brendan's worked all weekend. Chad all working real hard to get this thing humming. And it will be humming. It's going to be great. And you won't have anything else like it. So I'm hearing now that we might be getting... Brent says he's tailgating. Who's tailgating? And there's a location for you right there. Brent, one of the new mods, by the way. Um, and and the GNK people used to be, it's called now, it's called, what is it called, Nat? Is it called GB? 
I don't even know. Anyway, he'll. I got a tent for you, Nat, and um, I'll see to it we get up there. Get a big tent. Um, Museum Road, just south across the street from the Florida bookstore. So if you're a listener to this show, you come by and and, and party down with the boys and girls over there. It's a good location, and, uh, and you'll just be close to the stadium. It's small, but it's efficient and friendly. Thanks to Nat, the mayor of Newberry, for doing, putting that together. Whatever any other information I need to know, let me know, Nat, and we'll do that. So, um, let's see. Yeah, what is it? Uh, Lynn says, right now it's full access at that price. Also, the forums are about to heat up a recruiting page coming soon. So, that's, that's, that's the stuff going on with GatorBaitMedia.com. Lynn got it right. And uh, you'll want to get in all this, I'm telling you. And I think you, those who are in it already know what's going on. Speaking of what's going on, Patrick Fantas is up on the, the deal right now. Here's what's going on. Notre Dame just fumbled, tied 14-14. Left with a with, uh, minute left and a half. So good for Louisville. We're bringing it. So, All right, so what we're going to do now is we're going to tell you about Registrar Medical Research. And then we're going to go, should we go get the Iron Duke and bring him in? What do you think? Should we do that? Or should we just let him sit back and let him just sit there? I think I know the answer to that. I'm just playing with you. You can't beat the Iron Duke. It's like you can't beat Red Star Medical Research. Good folks out there who are taking care of us in the community, supporting all that we do. And they have a first-class su- superior medical research facility right here in Ocala downtown with a proven reputation. It's a high-quality, patient-centered facility. They bring out a cutting-edge clinical research to trials to Ocala and things like Alzheimer's disease, psoriasis, osteoarthritis, migraine, fibromyalgia, and free memory evaluation if you're concerned about that. Many of us are. If you're experiencing uh, symptoms of memory loss or even dementia, uh, even if you've been diagnosed with Alzheimer's, you may be eligible for the currently enrolling clinical research studies. So call them at 352-629-5800 or go to www.redstore.net and find out what they mean when they say Rensselaer Medical Research seeking tomorrow's answers to the health questions of today. Well, it's time to go get the Iron uh, Duke and see what he's up to. I wonder if he's honoring today, if he's feeling okay. Uh, he's been working hard lately, I will say. He has been working hard. So let's see if we can find out where he is. Let's go to Skype. All right, let's give this a... Well, I wouldn't have to pay to have a Doug Gum producer again, you know? They don't let me have that anymore. So let's see. Graham is gone, and Franz is going to be checking in. Franz had some good columns lately. Have you seen them? They're, those, a lot of those are free, but you need to be reading Franz. He's on a roll right now. Um, I don't think I want to call him again. That was Graham. Long day, folks. Sharing the cone of uncertainty, trying to get a magazine out and work on a radio show. So let's see if, if we can get if it can be brightened up by the Iron Duke. All right, I'm sure he's standing by. Uh, okay, hope you're okay. You're correct about that, Larry. Uh, it's correct you're wrong about people buying tickets in the game. I just wrote that column, and it is true that. Uh, 
people were buying France wrote this the other day too. Uh, people at, at halftime or before halftime or during the first quarter were coming to the stadium and buying tickets when they heard Otis Box talking about the 1969 game and the remarkable pass that was thrown by one John Reed. Good evening to the Iron Duke. Good evening, guy. Uh, hope everybody is uh, safe. Is is safe, safe and dry on a on a, a night when we have so much uncertainty regarding this hurricane. And that's the truth, friends. Yes, it is. It's uh, looking a little better um, at the moment, but the one model can turn it back the other way. So just remember that. It only takes one little shift mm-hmm. in the in in the high pressure ridge mm-hmm. and. And one little wobble, one little shift, and mm-hmm. and uh, boom, it, there Trouble, it is. Trouble City, yeah, for sure. Well, Francis, uh, I know you've been a busy boy in the last 10 days or so, uh, writing your buns off, and we have an early deadline this week, so you're just grinding those columns out, brother. I had, you had so many, I might know which ones were going where. Good stuff, man. Well. <laughs> Well, sometimes you just start writing, you know, heck, you know, I, I'll never forget somebody once said, said, what'd you write? And I said, what are you going to write? And I said, I'll tell you when I finish, tell you when I've finished, because right now the, the only thing that I can tell you is that, that my fingers, uh, my fingers, uh, just do have a mind of their own. They do. And a lot of times, um. A lot of times uh, uh, I've sat down on a blank screen, and I, have, I go by this saying, by this mantra, you can never improve on nothing. So put something on the screen. <laughs> At least get it started. And then sometimes you wind up where you didn't think you were going to go in a stream of conscious styles. So anyway, so uh, Francis, uh, we talked about this over the weekend a little bit, and uh, certainly a wild and crazy Week of college football, we know your column so eloquently put it, talking about that uh, Miami win didn't look so bad after all. And what we saw and what we're seeing, and boy, are they upset in Rocky Top. My favorite tweet of the weekend was Dan Issel. Remember Dan? Oh, yeah. It went from Rocky Top to Rocky Bottom. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, Dan, Dan Issel, oh, gosh. Yeah, you know what I remember? It's it's strange what I think. Some of the things I remember. One I remember about Dan Issel is he played. He 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 got when he was a sophomore at Kentucky. He took an elbow to the teeth, and yep. he he missed. Uh, he was missing his all of his front teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and he played with that. He he played them all. To <laughs> be so played without anything on. Yeah. He and and you, you, you'd see you'd see him there, and you you would have you would have thought that he was he was from the hills of West Virginia and mm-hmm. hadn't seen a dentist all his life. Yeah, yeah, he took those teeth out and he looked like a ferocious old number forty four could light it up. Though I'm telling you what, he oh, could gosh. light it up. So uh, I, I I remember the uh, when he was a when he and Maravich were seniors. Um, yeah. Pete. Goes to Lexington and scores 68 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, Issel gets 53. Mike Pratt gets 42. Now Mike Pratt's a friend of mine. He's a analyst on the Kentucky Basketball Network, and he tells me if they'd had a three-point shot 
Pete would have scored 90. <laughs> yeah, that was a, he talked about it in his book, which I wrote, uh, Parting Shots, about that night, uh, shoot, the shoot-a-thon with Pistol Pete, which had to be really something to be there. I, I loved him like you did. I thought he was great, uh, and I loved seeing him. So, um, Francis, talk to me about football. Um, uh, who had the worst loss? We talked about it a little bit over the weekend. I, I don't know if it was uh, – South Carolina, if it was Tennessee or Florida State? Uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you the four, the four bad losses in the SEC, and I'll rank them. Uh, number one, Tennessee losing to Georgia State, a team that won two games last year. Mm-hmm. And Tennessee didn't even rush for 100 yards against that team. And gave up almost 300. Got absolutely destroyed at the line of scrimmage. Uh, the second bad, bad loss in the league was Missouri losing to Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. An absolutely horrible loss there. Um, and again, Missouri got absolutely punched on the line of scrimmage and... Couldn't do anything. Uh, Kelly Bryant, for all the talk about, all, well, he threw for 423 yards. He also mm-hmm. fumbled the ball away for one touchdown, threw a, threw a, a pick when he had a guy wide open. And as it turns out, uh, on the ensuing drive, that resulted in seven points. So he gave up 14 points in, in a game that, uh, that they lost by, I think it was eight. Mm-hmm. So... That tells you something right there. I, I, I've said all along. I think he's I think they're going to find out why why Trevor you know, why Dabo couldn't wait to get Trevor Lawrence in there. Um, the third loss, uh, Ole Miss. I mean, Ole Miss was just horrendous, losing to to Memphis. Memphis gave up thirty five points a game last year, and Memphis holds Ole Miss to one hundred and seventy three yards. See, I think that was – I think Memphis is pretty good. I, I watched that part of that game. I thought they impressed me. Well, the little sisters of the poor would have impressed you yeah. <laughs> against Ole Miss. Uh, they didn't play well, but I do I do like uh, Memphis. Mike Norrell's a heck of a coach too, by the way. Yes, he is. I'm he's still there. So Yes, he is, but, but Ole Miss is terrible. Ole Miss is terrible. And, and – um, you know, I give Ole Miss credit for having improved defense. And, uh, look, they were ranked, I think, 129th out of 130 teams last year. So, <laughs> it's not like it's not like they, they didn't have a way. You know, they didn't have a direction to go, and that was up. But, yeah. th- that, but that offense was just horrendous. I mean, absolutely horrendous. One for 12 on third down. What do you mean, Matty Corral? Yeah, and uh, must have been Florida's quarterback, right? Oh yeah. Well, he had, you know, I, I'm getting the feeling that you know Rich Rodriguez is a guy that that he's a he likes those option type quarterbacks and so forth like that. That's nice the runners. RPOs. And and this is a guy that's a throwing quarterback, and it kind of you know. It, it just makes me think they're putting a, a square peg into a round hole with him. The final loss was South Carolina. And in that game, by the way, oh, Jake really. Bentley mm-hmm. broke his foot. It's out six weeks, right? 
Yeah, and so they're going to have a true freshman quarterback named Ryan Holinsky mm-hmm. is going to be their guy. And uh, a lot of Gamecocks I know say that when Jake Bentley gets back, he might as well just chalk it up that he's going to be a grad transfer somewhere because he'll never get the job back from Ryan Holinsky. They say he's that good. And uh, we're going to see, though. We're going to see. Um, you know, when you got a schedule – that has on it you've got you've got Alabama, Texas A&M, Clemson, you got Georgia and Florida. When you got those five plus you got Kentucky and Missouri um, on that schedule, there is no wiggle room and you cannot afford to lose a game like the North Carolina game. They just lost some of their wiggle room. Uh, there and it's going to put and as much as I hate to say it because I like Will Muschamp I think Will Muschamp's a class actor a good guy and uh, you know maybe just maybe maybe he shouldn't be a head coach I don't know um, I've never been a Muschamp guy you know that well I think he's a know, good defensive coordinator what he yeah. is well, you know, he may be the Peter Principal, you know, yeah. a guy that get, keeps getting promoted to to a place that he's, he, you know, but then again, yeah, who knows? Oh, you know, well, maybe I mean, he's got to, he's got to, maybe, he's, maybe he's a guy that just has to be in the right situation. Yeah, it could be. Could be. And, I, and I have nothing against him. Uh, I don't wish me, you know, I, I, he's a likable guy. Never had a, class rela- act. Never, had, class act. never had a relationship of any kind with him, but so I don't care about that. But, I'm not going to judge coaches based on my relationship, you know, because I have had some of them been my friends. Anyway, so all right, so so that's what's going on. Let's turn to next week. Yeah. And you did your column about who's next for what, what games get your interest coming up this week. Well, uh, I'll tell you one that does, and that's Texas A&M mm-hmm. at Clemson. Texas A&M damn near beat, damn near beat Clemson last year. I mean, there there was a there were a couple phantom calls in that ball game that 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 absolutely saved the day for Clemson, and it only it took a batted down two point conversion, you know, on the la- like the, with no time left in the game to save that one from going into overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, that one really gets my attention. Um, uh, Another game, and, and so this is probably going to surprise you a little bit that I'd bring this one up, but that is BYU at Tennessee. Hmm. And here's the reason why. Uh, they're already, the, the, the folks in, in Knoxville, you know, Rocky Top is, Rocky Top is aghast. I mean, after that loss to, and, and the way they lost. Uh, to um, Georgia State. And BYU is coming in, and I think BYU is a better football team than Georgia State. Did you see him against Utah? Uh, yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was, a, that was a good ball game until, mm-hmm. like, late in the ball game. You know, the fourth quarter, Utah owned the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. But it was fairly close. But I think, you know, I think it's, this is a game that gets my attention because of the fact that that I think that if Tennessee loses this ball game, 
they may be lucky to win two or three all season. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that's oh my gosh, if they go if they go say 3 or 3 and 9, 4 and 8, I question whether Jeremy Pruitt is going to be their football coach. Well, they'll keep him around for a while because he's Fulmer's boy and he's not going to fire him right now. So they can't afford it, actually. $5 million million might be a drop in the hat some places. Well, well, Muschamp is like 18 or something like that. Ridiculous numbers. These buyout things have gotten really out of hand. Well, well, you know, Willie Taggart's buyout. Yeah, really. Is yeah. is seven is seventeen million dollars and and, and th- they just don't have it. I'll tell you another good ball game. How about LSU Texas? Uh, LSU Texas is going to be really. Yeah, well, Larry great. Martin just asking about that one. That's going to be. I'm going to tell you what. I don't. I want to see this because I'm impressed with Texas. I want to see if LSU for real. It might be false goal. I don't know. But I really uh, like I, what I, I like what I see, and, and boy, I like I like Joe Burrow. He looks really good. I like what I saw of that offense. Yeah, that that offense was was lights out. Joe Burrow. I mean, talk about great passes. Uh, uh, now, yeah, it was Georgia Southern, but you know what? When you hit a guy in stride, I don't care whether what defensive back you're against. When you hit a guy right in stride, right on the numbers, right where the ball's supposed to be, there's something to be said about that. I don't care who you play in. You know, great throws are great throws, no matter no matter what. Um, that's going to be a big ball game, and and I'll tell you another game that's really got my attention, and that is it's a noon game at the Horseshoe, and that is Cincinnati and Luke Fickle going against Ohio State up there, and I think that's going to I think that's going to be a really good football game. Um, uh, Cincinnati went to went to Los Angeles and you know uh, last year beat UCLA, came back this year, opened up with a win over UCLA. Looked good doing it. Looked good, particularly defensively doing it. Um, this is a game when we're probably going to find out about Justin Fields now. Everybody can talk about what an impressive debut he had, and he looked pretty good. I give him credit for that. But Florida Atlantic, uh, there are homeless shelters that could have put up a better defense than what Florida Atlantic Whoa, did. Whoa, listen to you on a roll here now. You're tuning up his column, I can tell right now. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you know, talk about this, this file this under, I didn't make this up. The Mobile Bay Bears in the Southern League played their last game at Hank Aaron Stadium. They are moving the Los Angeles Dodgers. It's a, their double A team. Mm-hmm. They're moving them to Huntsville. And the name of the team next year, and I am not making this up, the Rocket City Trash Pandas. Wow. That's strong. The Trash Pandas. I don't think you could have made anything up that good. I couldn't have. <laughs> That's why I. That's why I had to mention it. I mean, this is, I couldn't make it up, and I mean, I wish I had. My yeah. gosh, what trash a pandas, name! Yeah. The Trash Pandas. Hmm. I don't even know okay. what that is. What does that mean? I have no idea. But let's get back to a little bit of football here. You know, um, I don't know about you, but I thought Jalen Hurts looked 
really, really he did. good. Stuff. They they also set him up. Yeah, he, he was going to make him look good. He'd give him every opportunity to go line, run the ball in. You know, and that's good, smart. I think that's he the smart. He had 176 rushing yards. Yeah. He yeah. never had that many rushing yards before, and he threw for 332, six six yeah. touchdowns, three on each, three running, three passing. Uh, really, really nice performance. And, and and you know, this is one that that. I don't blame him for leaving, and I like the way he handled it. It was totally classy. And last year, he didn't pout. He was there when they want, you know, anytime they Mm -hmm. needed him, handled it like a true professional. And now he's gone there. And now we still don't know can he make NFL throws? We just don't know that yet. And we're going to have to find that out. But last night, looked good doing what he was asked to do and if he you know if he averages 500 yards a game in offense it's going to be hard not to make it (laughs) possibly they can three three straight heismans that's again transfer heismans unbelievable you got it all three of them transfers too uh lincoln lincoln riley obviously uh, got something going on yeah yeah well hey friends i got a bulletin for you we got somebody here who knows what a trash panda is According to Dakota, Emily says, Trash Panda is a raccoon, I guess. Maybe he's just being funny. Maybe you make, make that up. That, well, it's, that would be. It that. sounds funny. That sounds logical. Well, if you think about it. Pandas have the uh, have the, mm-hmm. the dark eyes. And uh, mm-hmm. where do most people find raccoons? They find them in their trash can. <laughs> there you go. I know. <laughs> so how about that? Yeah. My gosh. Uh, I I learned something. Well, I don't I know, but it impressed me that uh, that he even knew that. So, um. uh, you know, <laughs> I'll tell you a game that that I I think it could be interesting too, and that is Army at Michigan. And the reason I say that is because Army gets into that that option football and can control the ball for minutes and minutes and minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. And you know, I wasn't. I was not impressed at all with Michigan, not in the least bit with what I saw with them. They won their opener, but I, I wasn't impressed with them at all. Tulane, Tulane is another team with a funky offense, and they're at Auburn, and Auburn's going to be a you know is right now an eighteen and a half point favorite. Gotta wonder if there is any kind of hangover from that win over Oregon. Uh, and if there is, uh, going to be a tough, tough ball game uh, for them. I think Auburn will win it, but I think Tulane is capable of, of making it uh, making it very, very tough. They, Tulane's coach is a guy named Willie Fritz, who yeah. was, a, was a high school legend in the state mm-hmm. of Texas. And uh, then went to Stephen F. Austin and and uh, had some phenomenal teams there. Um, he he's a, he's a really really good football coach and and that's a that's a funky offense that's very difficult to prepare for. It's kind of like you know when you used to play have to play Georgia Tech or you play Georgia Southern. It's a tough offense to get ready for in just one mm-hmm. week because they do things. Their blocking schemes are not the kind of things that you see on on a regular basis. Yeah. So 
that, that's going to be that's going to be pretty interesting as well. Um, I, I, I'll tell you another an, another ball game that's that's intriguing in one respect, and and that is Florida State and Louisiana Monroe. Uh, Florida State looked for a, for our, a quarter and a half. Florida State looked unbeatable against uh, against Boise State. Right, then, yes. But then the last two and a half quarters, they they just got worn out. Yeah. And um, I think I, I, they really expected to win that game. And this is another one of these ball games when you when you look at it and you wonder, you know, what kind of hangover is there going to be? Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's going to be interesting. Um, there's, you know, it it's not. It's not a, a a time of the year when we get a lot of interesting ball games. Uh, Old Yeller is going to get absolutely hosed by Wisconsin, which opens up as a wow. five, thirty-five. They were impressive and beating the crap out of Shelly Strong. Oh, so. that, yeah, I'll tell you what that you know Jonathan Taylor is. Uh, whew, anybody who who ha- hasn't seen him he's in the ice with drugs he's got to be squarely in the middle of that thing right now after that performance and he catches touchdown passes now his first one he got two in history he catches touchdown passes and he's really a good runner he's probably as good a runner as this in the country right now oh gosh i mean he talk about a guy that looks like he's he's a he really nfl um something that that also caught my eye Last week, when Clay Helton named J.T. Daniels as his starting quarterback, mm. backup Jack Sears gets in a huff and puts his name in the transfer portal mm-hmm. and leaves. And guess what happened? Yeah. J.T. Daniels in the first half, mm-hmm. ACL, gone for the year. And now this would have been, you know, Jack Sears would have had an entire season yep. against Pac-12. And from what I understand, Clay Helton has basically said, uh, gee, Jack, you had your chance and you bailed on us. We'll take our chances with the freshmen. And I, 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 you know, it's kind of like last year. Uh, people wondered after Trevor Lawrence got hurt in that Syracuse game. Uh, people wondered if Kelly Bryant would try to come back, and basically, from what I understand, he was he was told, you know, thanks but no thanks by Dabo. To and mm. to Dabo's credit, he did. I read that. And uh, you know, I I had a problem last year with Kelly Bryant bailing on his teammates, and people yeah. can say whatever they want to say. I know you did. I remember we talked about it. You but did. he he bailed on his teammates and you know you expect guys to guys in that huddle to go to war with you you know they're, they're the guys that are in the foxhole with you when the mm-hmm. shells get when when they're incoming shells mm-hmm. and you, you don't want to be in 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 the in the foxhole with a coward and and that's all i gotta call him is he's a coward all right france beer's lighting it up he's he's torching it now he's on fire so Francis, I don't know about you. I'm getting tired. I got to go finish putting the magazine out. Get your column in there. One of about nine that you wrote. I got to get it in there tonight <laughs> for our early hurricane deadline. You stay safe up there now. Make sure you don't go. What's the latest on the hurricane? Have you seen it? Uh, it's creeping up the coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
showing no signs of coming mm-hmm. inland. But as you know, it only takes a slight shift. Mm-hmm. You know, that high pressure ridge comes right. down, a little comes wobble down here and there, yeah. a little bit, and all of a sudden it, it a little bit of a pu- it only takes a little bit of a push, and suddenly it goes inland. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still below Cape Canaveral, and you know we we talked about this last week there has always been that cape canaveral effect that if a hurricane makes landfall you know starts heading toward land below west palm beach then there's a good chance it's going to do one of two things it's either going to go straight across the state or get to the middle of the state around lake okeechobee and then head north yeah if it does if it goes north of west palm you start getting into that Cape Canaveral effect and the jutted land out there and the way the currents are with the Gulf Stream and everything, it sort of takes it takes it outward. Of course, that makes it a threat to the Carolinas. He does it all, folks. Meteorologists, columnists, basketball, extract, football <laughs> and that. I, I pray for those people in the Carolinas. My yes, hope yes. is that this thing and goes the one, out. And the Bahamas, too, as well. So. I, yeah, that, the, I yeah. feel bad for them. i got a lot of friends, uh, done a lot of business down there yeah, over the years. Yeah. All right, so we're going to say good night. Any final words, Francis, before I say good night to you? And by the way, just let me remind you, if you want to read Franz on a regular basis, there's some good stuff. A couple other people write pretty good in there. One of them is named, uh, well, I won't say my name, but I'll say Cassidy Hill's name. And we got some of the best stuff you'll read anywhere. Please go to GatorBaitMedia.com and just follow directions. And you can find out the pricing. You can find out what you want to do. You can just join the website if you want to. But if you want to get the good stuff, get it all, what we got now, what we got coming, friends, we got a certain person that's going to help us out on recruiting along with Lynn uh, and uh, and Quentin and others. But we got a national name we're going to be talking to soon, a friend of yours. So we'll talk about that another time. But thank you, friends, for good stuff. Have a good week. Stay safe. I'll talk to you in a couple of days or so. Take care of yourself. All right. Have a good one. The Iron Duke does it again. Appreciate it, friends. Thanks. All right. So uh, we're going to wrap this thing up and say good night to you. Thanks to all of our sponsors. Some of them listed there except for Daniel Hightower. Daniel Hightower, lawyer fighting for accident victim justice since 1976. Let them join the crowd, too, because... Dan's been a special friend, and he's an excellent attorney, too, as well. So like NASCAR, don't we? I want to just shout out to my sponsors. They're just good people, and they really have helped us a lot, and we do appreciate them. We appreciate all of you folks who have also joined Gatorbait. Hope you'll get the word out to your friends to check it out. Log on, look around. We'll be getting in touch with you soon. Uh, and G&K people, we've got to have some more special promotions, promotions just for you, too. All right, the Crown Prince has been working extremely hard. He'll get to you on this as well. With that, I will say thank you. Good night. God bless. Stay safe. We'll talk to you tomorrow.